Peace be upon you. On the previous podcast, we talked about the concept of delayed gratification. And uh, delayed gratification, it's a great virtue we should all strive for, but oftentimes it's a lot easier said than done. Um, And I heard about this parable in regards to delayed gratification. Imagine you're going on a hike and you want to reach the summit, but the contingency of this hike is that you're to remain completely 100% blindfolded the entire duration. I mean, you're not allowed to take a peek, look, anything until you complete this hike and you reach the uh, the top peak, at which point you can remove your blinders and see the view. Now, how much more difficult would this hike be? You know, how less enjoyable would this hike be? Uh, how many people would be able to complete this hike? And under these contexts, this is how delayed gratification oftentimes is portrayed. It's that you get no positive reinforcements until you reach your end destination. And this can be very cumbersome, this can be very difficult. And being part of this generation where we cannot, you know, stand to wait, uh, a lot of people, you know, they call us the the microwave generation, right? We're people who want it now. We can't wait 30 seconds for the microwave to uh, complete our uh, hot pocket. You know, uh, when a web page is loading, we want it now. We can't wait three seconds for a web page to load. Now, how can we shave off a fraction of a second to make that load faster? And we have to ask ourselves in 53, 24, and 25, it reads, what is it that the human being desires? To God belongs both the hereafter and this world. So what is it that we really want? You know, do we really utilize those 30 seconds we're waiting for a hot pocket in the microwave or, you know, the three seconds that we're waiting for a uh, web page to load or a podcast to download? And is it the weight that is a, a deterrent or is it what we're doing with that time? In a TED talk by Rory Sutherland, uh, who's the advertising guru, he gave the uh, following example. And it's uh, in regards to uh, Eurostar, which is a high-speed rail project that costs uh, six billion pounds uh, to reduce the journey time between Paris and London by 40 minutes. And uh, Rory Sutherland gives this example. He says for 0.01% of this money, you could put Wi-Fi on the trains while which it wouldn't reduce the duration of the train ride. It would improve its enjoyment and its usefulness far more. Meaning that if you just added Wi-Fi for a fraction of the price, people can use their time a lot more uh, productively and not worry about that extra 40 minutes that's shaved off. Uh, Additionally, he makes this joke. He says for 10% of the money, you could pay all the world's top male and female supermodels to walk around serving, you know, free drinks to everyone. And no one would even mind the 40 minutes. If anything, they would want that uh, train ride to last longer. And this is a very powerful takeaway. It's the fact that, you know, a lot of times we think that what we want, we want now. But it's not that we want it now. It's that we can't stand the delay. And we need something to fill that delay. So if you think about it in the concept of this marshmallow experiment, what if, as opposed to putting these children in a room staring at this marshmallow, that they were allowed to go play games, they were allowed to go, you know, uh, do some other activity, take their mind off what it is that they were waiting for, to the point that that duration of delay isn't going to be looked at as a negative. And there's a lot of things that we can do in our lives to basically do this. And what I call this is prolonged gratification. It's the fact that we're not only delaying our gratification for our end goal, we're enjoying the entire process along the way. Um, Now, prolonged gratification is something that can be sustained, it can be enjoyed, and when utilized will be a lot more successful than delayed gratification. You know, I know a lot of people in my life who were like fixated on, you know, going to the gym and getting the perfect physique. 
and they would go to the gym and they would kill themselves. They would go and, you know, lift heavy weights and do all these uh, crazy exercises and just, you know, their diet was something that was just horrendous in the sense that it isn't like very uh, palatable, but they would do all this with the end goal of having that perfect physique. And the irony is, you know, a lot of people, they drop out, they never get to that level, or the ones who succeed aren't able to sustain it because they never enjoyed the process, right? And it's not very important in the sense of uh, uh, getting that end goal. What's important is the process. There's a saying, it says, what you do on a daily basis is more important than what you do every once in a while. And we have to think of the processes that we can employ to make ourselves the most productive and not only delay the gratification, but prolong the gratification during that process. So what is it that the human being desires? The human being's desire is to be happy, to be truly happy, not just temporarily happiness where it's like, oh, you, you know, you found some uh, money on the ground or, you know, some, some kind of quick uh, gain. Uh, it's the feeling of absolute contentment, fulfillment, and with real purpose. God tells us that when we, uh, we can have this not only in the hereafter, but here in this life. And in 1062 through 64, it reads, happiness now and forever. It says, God's allies, excuse me, it says, absolutely, God's allies have nothing to fear, nor will they grieve. They are those who believe and lead a righteous life. For them, joy and happiness in this world as well as in the hereafter. This is God's unchangeable law, such as the greatest triumph. So how do we do this? How do we create a process in our lives that will make us happy today and also happy in the hereafter? You know, how do we enjoy the process and not just suffer now for gratification later? Because a lot of times that's not going to be sustainable. While we can do it every once in a while, we can sustain it. We have to enjoy the process. And God gives us perfect examples of how we can enjoy the process and ultimately enjoy the end outcome. Uh, in 14.7, God tells us, appreciative versus unappreciative. It says, your Lord has decreed, the more you thank me, the more I give you. But if you turn unappreciative, then my retribution is severe. This is one of my favorite verses and how awesome of a system this is. Think of this. You thank God, and the more you thank God, God will continue to give you more until you become unappreciative and then things regress. So if we want to enjoy the process, we have to learn to be appreciative. We have to learn to thank God continuously. And how does it mean to be appreciative? When we're appreciative, we put value at what God has given to us. And we did an entire podcast in regards to appreciation. Highly recommend uh, listening to that one again uh, if you haven't already. Um, and it's easy to find faults in things. You know, as human beings, we have no problems to see uh, the issues and just glaze over all the blessings we have. Uh, this was probably a good thing for, you know, our physical survival, uh, but it's absolutely detrimental to our sp spiritual survival. Because you think about it, you know, in the past, if we had all kinds of threats from predators, from, uh, you know, disasters and everything that could potentially uh, affect, you know, human civilization, it's good to be cautious of what's out there. But today, you know, these quote-unquote fears we have, this fixation on what the problems are, what the issues are, and overlooking all these blessings we have... It's very detrimental to the uh, spiritual survival because it makes us unappreciative. Uh, the other week I watched a documentary on the history of bathrooms. And you think of this, you know, 
still a large percentage of the world still does not have uh, functional sanitation systems. You know, when you get the luxury of going to a bathroom and basically depositing your waste and knowing that you're not going to be uh, infested in it in your day-to-day -day activities, that you can just like, you know, hit a little valve <laughs> and your waste is just disposed of and uh, in essence purified, turned into uh, manure that's actually used productively as opposed to sitting in your uh, streets and uh, being uh, contaminated with your food and water, uh, that's a huge blessing and we take this for granted. Or you think about, you know, you get up at dawn to do your contact prayers and you turn on the water and you have, you know, fresh, warm water for you to wash your face with. You know, this is a, a new occurrence. They're saying as early as 1950, 30% of homes in England didn't have uh, to uh, bathrooms as part of the uh, the home. Uh, that they used outhouses and just other functions. And this is, you know, England. This isn't, you know, some remote part of the world. And um, this is a real blessing, and it's something not to be taken lightly. You know, think of the last time you were stuck in a grocery store. And, uh, you know, all you wanted to buy was, say, a gallon of milk, and there were people in front of you, and they had carts full, you know, with, uh, with all kinds of uh, stuff they were buying, and the, the lady in front's cutting out coupons, and how easy it is to get frustrated, how easy it is to get upset and impatient. But then try to change that perspective, to think that this is the, the journey you need to take, to take, uh, basically get access to the best fruits and vegetables and meats in the world, that you're, the, the hardship is waiting in line for a couple minutes, right? We didn't have to go and grow this ourselves. We didn't have to go and hunt for the food. We didn't have to go and uh, wait, you know, eight months, 10 months, 12 months for this, uh, this, uh, this fruit to, uh, to, to uh, ripen so we can eat it. It's delivered to us to a grocery store that's probably within a few minutes of wherever it is that you live that you can easily go over there and for a few, you know, uh, a few dollars, be able to pick whatever fruit or vegetable or meat you can possibly imagine. You know, what a blessing. And, you know, you t take that time in that line to reflect upon that as opposed to getting impatient, getting angry. And when we do this, we realize that that delay is a, is a uh, portion of the appreciation process, right? That delay to get out of the grocery store is a blessing. It's because it gives us a chance to reflect. It gives us a chance to be appreciative. And when we get the food and we take it home and we're about to, you know, prepare it to eat it, we're even more appreciative and we remember God and we're thankful for God. And, you know, there's so many things that happen to us that, uh, that we take for granted, you know, so many easy amenities and luxuries. And um, these are all blessings from God. 699, it says, He is the one who sends down from the sky water, whereby we produce all kinds of plants. We produce from the green material multitudes of complex grains, palm trees, and hanging clusters, and gardens of grapes, olives, and pomegranate. Fruits that are similar yet dissimilar. Note the, the, their fruits as they grow and ripen. These are signs for people who believe. You know, and, and in addition, you know, the meats in 16 fiber reads, and he created the livestock for you to provide you with warmth and many other benefits as well as food. So that milk that you're going to go purchase, right? Uh, cow had to uh, produce that from you, uh, for you. And uh, it's something that we just get to get in, you know, prepackaged containers, perfectly uh, measured, uh, perfectly pasteurized, so we can drink and, you know, uh, benefit from it. And the fact that, you know, we didn't have to go and pasteurize that milk, we didn't have to go and hunt that meat, uh, it's something not to be taken lightly. 
1666 it reads, And in the livestock there is a lesson for you. We provide you with a drink from their bellies. From the mists of digested food and blood, you get pure milk, delicious for the drinkers. And if we can enjoy the delay, then we will have no problem waiting for the gratification when we get to eat the food. And if we can enjoy that process, waiting in line, driving there, getting stuck in traffic, whatever, then not only are we going to enjoy the entire process, we're going to enjoy the end outcome. And that's the key. You know, it's the fact of prolonged gratification. You know, forget delayed gratification. It's prolonged gratification. Yeah, we might have to delay, but we have to enjoy that delay. We have to find a, a way to be appreciative. And when you're appreciative, you're never going to get upset. You're never going to be uh, uh, complaining. Another example is God tells us five times a day to do our contact prayers. In 2014, it reads, I am God, there is no God beside me, you shall worship me alone, and observe the contact prayers a lot to remember me. Now, here's, the, here's part two of that. In 1328, it reads, they are the ones whose hearts rejoice in remembering God. Absolutely, by remembering God, the hearts rejoice. So we do our contact prayers to remember God, and by remembering God, our hearts rejoice. Now, what an awesome system. You see how God works. God says, be appreciative and God will give you more. And if you get more and you're more appreciative, God will continue to give you more. And in this verse, God is saying, do to contact prayers to remember God. And by remembering God, your hearts will rejoice. And it's this cycle that allows you to joy, not just the end outcome, but the process along the way. So we do our contact prayers to remember God. And when we remember God, our hearts rejoice. So we remember God. Some more, and our hearts rejoice even more. And in 3191, it reads, They remember God while standing, sitting, and on their sides, and they reflect upon the creation of the heaven and the earth. Our Lord, you did not create all this in vain. Be you glorified. Save us from the retribution of hell. And in 4103, it reads, Once you complete your contact purse a lot, you shall remember God while standing, sitting, or lying down. Why do our hearts rejoice? And what does it mean to remember God? From my understanding, when we remember God, we remember His attributes. We remember that God is the Creator. And when we think of all the things that God created for us, our eyes, our ears, uh, our feet, our legs, you know, God created all this and never asked for anything in return. You know, additionally, God creates all these delicious foods. God creates the taste that we have when we eat this delicious food. You know, that steak, that cold glass of water. God created these sensations, created these, uh, these provisions for us to enjoy so we can be appreciative. So we can be appreciative, we can remember God, and our hearts will rejoice, and God will give us more. You know, the atmosphere that blocks out these harmful radiation, you know, God created that. Uh, the, uh, the sun that provides the earth with, uh, with heat, God created that. You know, when you go outside and you take a nice deep breath, you know, God created that air. God created the, uh, the process by which our lungs can pull the oxygen out so we can get energy. You know, God created all this. And it's something that all it takes is for us to remember. And when we remember, it allows us to be appreciative. You know, another attribute of God is God is kind. You know, note all the kind things that happen in your life. You know, when you got up in the morning and, uh, you know, your, your spouse, your loved one said good morning and it made you feel good. You know, God is the one who's the uh, behind that. You know, when uh, you were trying to get over on the lane and the, the car allows you in, God is the one who allowed that to happen. And all this, basically, it makes us reflect, makes us more appreciative. And when we're more appreciative, God gives us more. And when we get more, we become more appreciative. And it's a beautiful system. And God created all this. And it's the fact that there is never this quote-unquote delay. 
It's just prolonged gratification from the beginning to the end. Um, an example of this is you think about, say, for instance, like video games. You know, why is it that video games are so uh, addicting? You know, they're challenging, yeah, but they're addicting in the sense that basically in a video game, you're slowly making progress. And it's that progress that you're making that allows you to enjoy the outcome, right? If it was only in the sense it's strictly win or lose, it would be boring, right? But it's the fact that you're seeing that you're making improvements. You're seeing that you're making strides forward. And when you see this and it's being reinforced, it engages the player that much more. And God is trying to create the same thing in life. You know, we all have shortcomings. We all have things that we need to work on. And God is giving us the solutions to make ourselves better. And when he does that, he gives us this reinforcement that we're on the right path and he'll make it even better. And then we'll get that reinforcement. We'll be appreciative. Remember God. God will rejoice our hearts and we'll get better. And it's, it's a very continuous, deliberate process. So let's take, you know, something that we want to be good at. Let's take like, you know, I want to be good at, uh, com you know, computer programming or playing the guitar. You know, no one thinks that they're going to just pick up this instrument or pick up coding and all of a sudden they're going to be phenomenal, right? It takes deliberate practice. And yeah, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to start. But once we get into that stride, once we get into that flow, it becomes enjoyable. In life and submission work in the exact same way. You know, it's difficult at the beginning to go and do your dawn contact prayers or even doing your contact prayers five times a day or, you know, making ablution. You know, you have to go stick your foot in the sink. For some people, that's awkward. And God realizes this. And the, the thing is, once we do it, once we make the determination that we're going to do it, God makes it easy for us. And God gives us the example in chapter 90, verse 11. It says he should choose the difficult path. And this is in regards to the righteous. But then God tells us in 65, 4, that anyone who reverences God, he makes everything easy for him. So God is telling us to choose the difficult path. And anyone who reverences God, he makes everything easy for him. Yeah, it's going to be difficult the first time you get up to do your dawn contact prayer. It might be difficult for a little bit of time. But if you keep up with it, God guarantees that not only is it going to become uh, easy, it's going to become enjoyable because when you get up at dawn and the first thing you do is you remember God and you worship God, the first thing, your first action out uh, when you wake up, that makes you rejoice. And when you rejoice, God is going to give you more. And when you get more, you become more appreciative. And when you're more appreciative, God is going to give you more and you're going to remember God. And when you remember God, you're, your heart is going to rejoice. And you see this cycle. You see how this cycle works. And then you realize that there is no delay in the gratification. The gratification starts now. The perfect happiness starts now. It doesn't start in the hereafter. It doesn't start 10 years later. It starts right now. And just to end, we're going to read the verses from 1062 to 64. It says, happiness now and forever. Absolutely, God's allies have nothing to fear, nor will they grieve. They are those who believe and lead a righteous life. For them, joy and happiness in this world, as well as in the hereafter, this is God's unchangeable law, such as the greatest triumph. God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got any questions, comments, feel free to hit us up at crontalk at gmail.com. Um, and if anything else, inshallah, you know, maybe rate us on uh, iTunes, good, bad. We accept it all. And God willing, we'll talk next time. Peace and God bless.